0: Hey guys i want to welcome you guys to the financial freedom for physicians podcast we've got a great episode this week before we begin please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like comment and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show This week's episode is sponsored by CitiVest. CitiVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CitiVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several-million-dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. Before we begin today's content, here is a quick disclaimer. The information and material presented here is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The content is not a recommendation to buy or to sell. Some of the content may be for credited investors only, or maybe sponsored posts. Every investment carries risks, results have not been verified. So carefully weigh those risks against your investment goals and objectives and see if acting on the information matches with your investment thesis. Do your due diligence prior to investing and as always, do not invest more than you can afford to lose. So welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu, and as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, financial, time, location, emotional freedom, and my mission is to empower you by spreading education, information, bringing you aware of all the different types of opportunities and the guests that are doing amazing things out there. So today we have a special guest, Adrian Marino, and he's going to talk to us all about neuroscience and rewiring neural pathways for unconditional freedom, confidence, and certainty. So, you know, quick background before he introduces himself is he began his, Adrian began his career inside the health and fitness space and he gained unparalleled experience with hypnosis and NLP, and he's established himself as a respected transformational specialist. He's the co-creator of Neuro Remapping Method, and this is the method by which he uh, creates rapid behavior change for entrepreneurs, investors, founders, and leaders. So without much ado, uh, I'll let Adrian introduce himself. So Adrian, welcome.
1: Hey, what's going on, brother? Thanks a lot for having me. I just want to say, first off, I love the four freedoms. It's time, location, financial, and the fact that you throw emotional freedom in there, that is just awesome because I feel like so many people, when it comes to the financial part of life, they um, turn the other cheek to the emotional side as they're working towards becoming financially free so i just want to like acknowledge you for having that there because i think it's like just so important that we understand it's really difficult to be wealthy really emotionally like in some prison right right so yeah amazing man amazing thanks for having me this is awesome
0: yeah yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself you know your background how you grew up your early experiences and and what you do now
1: yeah so to give you the you know, if I took you back to like, you know, when I came out of the womb, it's going to be here all day long, right? But let me give you enough context. You see, in 2014, I experienced a heartbreak. Now, this is the high school heartbreak, you know, the kind where you feel like your whole world comes crumbling down, or I thought my whole world was crumbling down. So I felt like it, and I acted like it. And what I mean by that, is in 2014, I was a junior in high school. And when I experienced this um, heartbreak, it made me kind of stop caring about things. Like uh, my grades plummeted. I wasn't a great student. I was probably like a C student, but I went from like a C student to like a Z student. It was like mm-hmm. my grades plummeted. Um, I was studying and training to become a fireman at the time, but I immediately let all of that go. I was very fit. And then all of a sudden, I just stopped caring about my body. And within four years, I gained 100 pounds. Um, from the age of 17 to 21, I put on 100 pounds. And that's, if you do the math about 25 pounds a year, like that is very uh, dramatic. So not only was I physically changing tremendously, but emotionally I started suffering more and more. I found myself, I ended up losing my job. I called my friend up. And the interesting part is when I call him over, I'm laying on the couch without a shirt. Now look, I'm not saying this just to be sexy. I'm saying this because it's very important part of the story. I'm laying here without a shirt. The doorbell rings. So I get out of, I get off the couch, I walk over to the front door, and I don't have a shirt on. So when I open up the door to let my friend in, shirtless, he was my best friend. He saw me all the time, but I guess he hadn't seen me without a shirt for a long time. So when he saw me shirtless, he said five words that would change my entire life. And that was damn, Adrian, you got fat. And when he said that it stunk, I was like, ouch, that really, really hurt. Um, But of course I just blew it off and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And just try to blow it off. But internally, like it really did stink. And then um, we went to the backyard and having our conversation. And then Christopher, have you ever said anything without thinking about it? Like you just said it.
0: Right. Uh nothing comes to mind. Uh, right.
1: But well, at those times where you don't really think about what you're going to say, you kind of just blurt it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I experienced that where I didn't think about what I was going to say, but I just blurted the words out. I'm about to lose all of this weight. And I didn't really know that I was about to go on a weight loss journey when I woke up that day. But when I said it, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to follow through on this because I just told my friend I'm gonna lose weight. And so I ended up coming inside that day and started YouTubing and googling how to build a workout plan and how to build a nutrition plan and then fast forward nine months i ended up losing 91 pounds mm-hmm. so it worked right like i meant it when i said i was about to lose that weight like i genuinely meant it and then something interesting happened is about 70 pounds into my weight loss journey i decided that i could help people do the same thing i was like There's a lot of people who are struggling with their fitness I actually didn't understand because like I was obese and like now I'm not like I can really help them and I opened up my online personal training business and long story short man within 16 months I made almost half a million dollars and as a 23 year old kid this was like whoa I was like there's no way this is real and then I found myself one morning um working with a lot of like it started like this I would work with, I was charging $5,000 for people to work with me for like 90 days. So it was like very expensive fitness coaching. And it was interesting. I was charging somebody, so I'm going to say I have person A and person B. Person A was paying me $5,000 and changing their whole life. Person B was paying me $5,000, but was making all the excuses in the book, why they couldn't work out, why they couldn't eat right. Oh, they just weren't able to make it happen. And so for me, When I lost weight, Christopher, it was so easy. I don't say that to be arrogant. I genuinely mean it. When I lost weight, it was not a difficult process. I was so enthusiastic about it. And I think I was so enthusiastic about it because I was so fed up with being the other way. Like, I was just like, "Look, there's no other way I'm going but this way. And so it was so easy for me. So in my mind, I thought it was going to be like that for my my clients. I was like, it's going to be the same thing. But I was getting so much pushback so i was like how did i change so quickly and why are they not like what is the difference in between me and them and so i looked into what it i looked into behavior change what caused human beings to do what they did because i figured if i can figure out how to manipulate somebody's brain and let's let's get clear on what manipulate means. It just means to control in a skillful manner. In a skillful manner, if I can manipulate my client's brain, then I can ideally have a one hundred percent success rate. Meaning, I can help them get what they want if I can help them change their brain. So now I went from this weight loss guy to being obsessed with behavior change because I was like, all weight loss is is changing your behavior. That's all it is. You got to change what you do every day. And so wanting to and so me I'm a like you I'm an entrepreneur we like things to be efficient right we like systems and me I love systemizing things so I wanted to systemize behavior change I was like how can I get a client and get them to print how can I print have built a machine that prints results like the US prints money I was like how can I build something like that and so my mind started looking into therapies and I was like what's up with all these different like therapies in the world so much of them and The thing is, traditional therapy had a success. I love traditional therapists; like they all have, they all come from a very good place. Don't get me wrong, but the success rate is like laughable. It was like thirty-eight percent, and on average, you needed twenty-two to twenty-six sessions for a thirty-eight percent chance of you maybe you'll get what you want. That was just so mind blowing that people paid for that. So I was like, okay, there has to be something better than that. And so I started looking into this interesting thing that ha- they, I saw this headline and it said better than therapy, hundred percent of the time, but very biased headline, let's be real. But when I looked at the headline and when I clicked on the article, it talked about this phenomenal therapy that has a 93% success rate. And it was talking about hypnotherapy. I was like 93% and, and get this, Chris, you only need to do it within about two to five sessions. So I was like, whoa, I was like, this is pretty mind blowing. But me, I don't like to believe in things unless I validate it internally. I've always been like that. And so I said, OK, well, I can tell that the guy who wrote this was probably a hypnotist. So it's probably very biased. But let me actually hire a hypnotist because I have a fear of public speaking. I had a major fear of public speaking. Called a hypnotist up. We did it over the phone. It was so weird. We just did it over the phone. And then, before you knew it, now I make over 50% of my revenue, literally speaking as a public speaker. So, clearly, I got rid of the fear. And when I realized that I got rid of the fear, I realized that this thing was real. So, I was like, oh my God, I got to learn how to do this. And I started diving into hypnosis, NLP. And throughout time, I created a neuro a process that's designed to rewire people's behavior patterns in two sessions or less. Um, And ever since then, I, yeah, that, so that is like my long story as -hmm. until how I got into this position here. It started with losing weight. And then when I lost the weight, I realized I lost the person who gained the weight. And then I became obsessed with helping people lose the beliefs that gained all this weight. I became obsessed with helping them drop that. And then throughout time, man, I just found myself working with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of them just wanted confidence. They wanted to be certain in themselves. They wanted to be free from the insecurities that, getting in their way and um yeah and ever since then man it's the most intriguing career of my freaking life like just before we did this call i did a session helping somebody eliminate their fear of um they had a lot of anxiety around selling and it's so fun man but yeah that's that's a little bit of my story and that's said why i do what i do
0: nice yeah so you uh really delved into the the um how you got into the space of behavioral change and it's interesting how you used um Experiences, you know, all of these uh, self is what it sounds like was self sabotage. um Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. So, you know, during your journey, what you know, where does uh, self doubt really come from?
1: Oh, okay. Now, when it comes to where self doubt comes from, it's very important that we understand there is only one one root cause for self doubt. Now, there are many different expressions of this one root cause but the best way for me to answer it would be so i had a client come to me he was doing 19 million dollars a year in his company very doing very well for himself i think we can agree um had it all but He was writing a book for five years. (laughs) He was like, dude, i have been writing this book for five freaking years. I can't get this book out. Every time I, he's like, every time I do this book, I just, I procrastinate and I push it off. And he's like, he's like, dude, like I, I built the American dream. I came from nothing. I'm super successful, but I can't freaking get this ambition out of me to write this book. He was like, I feel small when I'm writing the book. Right? I feel small for some reason. And he goes, it's the most weirdest thing. I was like, all right. So clearly it's not an ambition problem. You're ambitious. You're driven. But it sounds like you may be driving your Ferrari with the e-brake on right now. So let's figure out what's going on. And so Nero remapping, I took him through a Niro remapping process and what it's designed to do. And let's talk about reverse engineering. People are listening to this. They're business owners and know about reverse engineering. If you want to make $100,000 this month? okay. Let's say, okay, now you're like, all right, well, how many sales do I need to make to make $100,000? I got a $10,000 product. I need 10 sales. Okay. How many people do I need to talk to to get 10 sales? Okay. How many people do I need to like prospect to get that much appointments? Right. You start reverse engineering all the way down to what you have to do today and tomorrow. Yada, yada, yada. Neuro remapping was designed off the idea of reverse engineering your emotional patterns to figure out where they're coming from reverse engineer, I'm sorry, reverse engineer your behavior patterns to figure out where they're coming from. So when I reverse engineer somebody's behavior patterns, it's designed to take them back in a, um, I take, I do some timeline regression that gets them to review their past through the eyes of their current beliefs. Now I don't review their past because the past is what controls our now. No, you're not at the mercy of past events. I only look at the past, I only have my client view the past Because when you review the past, you only review it through your current beliefs. So when I look at some, when I help somebody look at things through the past, I'm helping them highlight what they currently believe about themselves. Does that make sense? Okay. So with this client, hey, let's figure out why you keep sabotaging your success when it comes to this book. He goes back to a memory because timeline regression utilizes going back to certain memories. She goes back to a memory where he was about four years old and it was Halloween night. And he goes, okay, I'm at grandma's house and everybody just got done trick or treating, And we're all sitting in the grandma's floor and we're all dumping out candy and we're trading our candy. I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me what else is going on. He said, everybody's talking and I really want to talk. I was like, talk. Why don't you talk? So he tries to talk. But the oldest cousin, who was like nine years old, decided to be a little asshole that day and told my client as a little boy, shut up, Alex. Nobody wants to hear you. So Alex, my client, in that moment, he made a decision to believe something about himself. He made a decision to get an idea that was false and assume it to be true. And that idea was my voice doesn't matter because nobody wants to hear me. So that must mean my voice doesn't matter. He made a decision. My voice doesn't matter. It's just an idea. It's just an assumption that was completely made up. But he made a decision to believe it and make it a truth for him. So now you see why putting your book out there will scare the shit out of him because he's putting his voice out there. Why would you do that if you genuinely, in your nervous system, if you believe that your voice does not matter? You see where that, how that emotional pattern plays out. So it wasn't that he was a procrastinator. It was simply that he didn't feel like anybody would wanna listen to his voice and that scared him. So he shoved it away. Now, what we were able to do was able to rewire that, which I'll share with you how we can do that as well. But well, I was able to help him rewire that. And he published his book, I think, within a little bit after a little bit over 90 days of our very first session. He had the book published, everything out. He was interviewed on Newsweekly. He did a lot of different interviews. And like he did, PR blew up and the book's going. And it's all coming from that single session. So self doubt, the root cause of all self doubt is a core belief you have. This core belief can be my voice doesn't matter. It could be I'm not good enough. It could be I'm not worthy. It can be I'm a burden. It could be I'm too different. In fact, I'm a burden, I'm too different, something is wrong with me, I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy are the most common beliefs that I come up that I uncover with clients whenever we're doing this practice. So, to answer your question, the root cause of all belief that of all self-doubt. Is a core belief that you choose to make true about yourself. And the reason why I say that, that this is not just philosophy. This is physics. This is, um, yeah, this is physics at the end of the day. So, reality, if you ask any physicist what reality is, they're going to say, just a big old swarm of electromagnetic energy. It's just like this universe is just energy. It's the weirdest thing, right? With each belief, your beliefs that you have in your mind, they create. Your beliefs are electromagnetic units. They're just a beliefs. So, beliefs are nothing but ideas that you assume are true. That's it. It's just an idea that you assume is true. Ideas are like calories, they're electromagnetic units of energy. Calories, when you eat calories, you build up your body. Beliefs, when oh. you focus on them, you build up the body of your experience. You build up your life. So an idea is an electromagnetic unit of energy. When you focus on an idea, it produces a wave of electromagnetic movement that goes through your nervous system that you feel as a filling, emotion, which is energy in motion. That emotion is going to determine what actions you take or don't take, which is going to determine the results that you experience. So what I'm saying is by every thought and by every emotion you feel, you're sending out an electromagnetic charge of energy that literally reorganizes your electromagnetic field around you. It is proof today that thoughts and feelings literally impact the m- atmosphere, like physical matter, like on 9-11. On 9-11, um, so America has these two ha- satellites, one in the Western Hemisphere and one in the Northern Hemisphere. And what they're designed to do is measure the electromagnetic frequency of the Earth. Now, on 9-11, however, they noticed a Harvard scientist noticed two massive spikes in the electromagnetic charge of the earth. They were like, yo, we've never seen these kind of spikes before. What's going on? So they decided to pinpoint the data. They looked into the data, they pinpointed it, and they saw that the electromagnetic spikes of energy happened. The first one happened 15 minutes after the first plane was hit, after the first plane hit the World Trade Center. The second spike happened seven minutes after the second plane hit. Why am I saying this? Because it shows that human emotion literally influences the atmosphere and human emotion follows your imagination and your imagination follows your belief system. Self-doubt happens when you don't know how to use your imagination properly. And that's coming from a belief that you hold about yourself and getting rid of self-doubt is a matter of just dropping the belief that's actually causing it and self-doubt will just fall right away so does that, i know it's a really long answer but does that make yeah. sense
0: yeah that was, that was really interesting um so let's see here the uh yeah it's like it boils down to all my mindset and uh what's really interesting NFTs Unlocked, which is a premium membership that gives you full access to classes, training, an online portal, private Discord to learn about NFTs, its unique, exciting technology, how to make money in NFTs, as well as how to prevent yourself from getting scammed by bad actors, scam artists, and how to practice digital safe practices to keep your digital assets safe. To join the membership, you'll be charged an initial one time fee of $7.99 $7.99 followed by monthly dues of $59 per month starting 30 days after the membership has begun. And you can feel free to cancel at any time. As a special guest to all of our listen- listeners, Michael is giving us coupon codes $200 off for the join fees. So instead of $7.99, it's now five ninety nine dollars By using the code DRCHRIS, D-R-C-H-R-I-S, or Dr. Chris, D-O-C-T-O-R-C-H-R-S. Either will work. If you go to the website, www.nftsunlock.com and try the coupon code, we hope you enjoy it. Now back to our show. The other thing I wanted to ask was um, um, when a lot of entrepreneurs say they, you know, struggle with imposter syndrome and how do you resolve that problem?
1: Beautiful. So step one is admitting and this is the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make man is they deny their experience now when I say entrepreneurs I, I mean entrepreneurs more than anybody else and the reason why because entrepreneurs we build up this image of ourselves as this successful ambitious driven person who works hard who has their shit together <laughs> or we feel like we have to have it together right we feel like we have to be the strong ones so it's not easy for somebody who sees himself as driven and ambitious, to admit that they feel like an imposter. To admit that they don't feel like they're good enough. To admit that they feel like nobody really loves them. It's not easy for somebody of our caliber to admit that because it threatens the image that we try to hold of ourselves. So the first step is meeting your feelings where they are. There is no possible way in the universe you can get over and you can resolve an emotional conflict like imposter syndrome without actually facing what is there. Because when you ignore a thought or a feeling, just ignoring a thought, it's it's it calls for a lot of energy for you to ignore thoughts. It's like very taxing on your energy. So when you suppress thoughts, you intensify their emotional charge, right? So getting over imposter syndrome is not going to work if you just say, I'm just going to work through it and I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to work hard and I'm going to prove myself that I am good enough. Well I've worked with people like that $19 million entrepreneur and other very successful entrepreneurs who have very long track records, who still feel like they're an imposter. All because they are too damn big-headed, I'm gonna call it for what it is, to freaking accept the fact that they feel the way they feel. So that's gonna be the step one thing, is to actually meet your feelings where they are, and don't logically try to overcome your feelings. Because the moment you actually face a feeling, you can follow it back to the belief that is creating it. So that's step one, just admit it that you're feeling some kind of way. Step two is you want to follow your feelings back. So what I mean by this, client of mine, uh, they were a fitness coach and he was having a lot of fear with putting himself out there. He was like, dude, like, I just like, when I market my business, like, I just feel like, like ugh, I feel so like grimy and salesy. And like, I feel like I'm an imposter and like nobody wants to work with me or something like that. So we took him through his experience through the newer remapping method. And after our session, he went on and he, I believe, he uh, tripled his revenue within like three months. And his fitness business took off to the point where he was able to leave his nine to five and full on grow his business. Now, the way that we did that was very interesting. The way that we did that was have him rewire his perspective of a past event. So in this client's case, he went back to a moment where he was... Uh, he was swimming with his cousins and he, all of his cousins did backflips. He tried to do a backflip off the diving board, but he just did a bay flop instead. He didn't do the backflip. And so when he came up from the water, all of his cousins started laughing at him. And that moment he told himself, I don't belong. I don't belong. That became a story. So no wonder in his forties, he felt like every time he was posting, oh, my God, I don't belong. Nobody's going to want me here. All the anxiety was coming from that belief of I don't belong. How did we uncover that belief? We followed his feelings. Now, if you want to get rid of it quick, come work with me. But a practical step for you to do right now that anybody can do to actually start resolving these issues is when I say follow your emotions, this is how you do it. So the other night I woke up very anxious and I could have easily said, you know what? I'm just going to go about my day and I'm going to work through it. But I followed my feelings. This is how I did it. I said, I vocalized my feeling. When you vote, so when I say vocalize a feeling, most people think they mean, oh, I got it. So if I feel sad, vocalize a feeling is, oh, I feel sad. No, vocalizing a feeling is vocalizing what you just feel. And in that moment, I didn't feel anxious. In that moment, I felt like a failure. I didn't say, oh, I feel anxious. I woke up and said, I feel like I'm a failure. In other words, I vocalized my feeling. Keep in mind, I already made hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point. I've already had a, I already had a, a track record of a 94% success rate with all of my clients. I already had things going for me. But I woke up one morning feeling like a failure. I could have easily said, Dude, you're Adrian fucking Moreno, man. Screw it. You're not a failure. And I could have moved forward, but I f- met my feelings where they were. I said, I feel like I'm a failure. And then I screamed into a pillow. In other words, I expressed my emotion. That's step two is actually express your emotion with how it wants to be expressed. One of the easiest ways to express something, by the way, is through noise. We are, we, as human beings, there's a reason why when you have sex, you moan. There's a reason why when you feel peaceful, you go, ah. There's a reason why when you eat food that tastes good, you're like, mm. Because we emotionally express ourselves, vert through sound, right? So what I did was I grabbed a screaming pillow. And I just screamed in it until I felt exhausted. And when I screamed into the pillow, that, that anxiety turned into sadness and I was like, and I started, my eyes got watery and I was like, I feel like I'm a fucking burden. Boom. I just became aware of the belief that was holding me back by vocalizing my feelings. Because remember your feelings follow your, your beliefs. So if you vocalize your feelings, you will become aware of your beliefs. All right. That's step two. So step one, meet meet yourself where you're at. Accept your feelings. Step two is express your feelings. Follow them so you become aware of the belief behind it. Are you catching me so far?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Now, how do you get rid of it? How do you change the belief, in other words? Well, getting rid of imposter syndrome comes down to eliminating the belief that's causing it. There's a couple of ways you can change a belief. The first way you can change a belief is through something that I like to call inner child work. So you can rewire a past memory. For example, with my client who was experiencing all of this anxiety, I had him go back to that moment where he did the backflip and couldn't do it. And I had him give his mind another event. I said, look, man, your brain can't see through your skull right now. Your brain doesn't know if you're a little kid just imagining it or, or if it's actually happening. Your brain just knows this is an experience. So give it a new experience now. So in that moment, I said, land the backflip, I want you to see all of your friends cheering you on. I want you to see your cousins clapping and asking you, how the heck are you so good? I was like, I want you to let that little boy feel like they belong. Just allow him to feel like he belongs. So, in his mind, now keep in mind, my clients, when they're working with me, they're in a trance. So, they're in theta brainwaves. It, when you're in theta brainwaves, you can really quickly change your brain, like change your neurons very quickly. So, I'm giving you a practice not to do it in theta brainwaves. But, um, but this is why it was so quick for him because he was in theta. But I just had him re, reimagine a certain event. So, what you can do is you don't need to be in theta. But when you're going to sleep at night, you're already dipping into alpha and theta. So when you're going to sleep at night, go back to memories. If you know them, if you have some memories that you felt like did not go the way you wanted to recreate them, go back and reimagine doing something else. This will literally change your perspective of the past, which will rewire your current neurons. It sounds so out there but you can manipulate the past to change your present right here, right now, by changing your perspective on it. That's one thing you can do. If you're not aware of a certain moment, of a certain moment doesn't come to mind, cool. Just close your eyes every night and imagine giving your child self the childhood they've always imagined. That alone is enough to change your your subconscious because your subconscious stops maturing around five years old. So if you go back and revisit your five-year-old self before bed, like literally just close your eyes and imagine taking your five-year-old self to New Year, I mean, to Disney, imagine telling them you love them, that they're important, that they're worthy, that is more than sufficient to change your brain. Now, it's very important that when you go to sleep and you're doing this, do this before bed, when you're going to sleep, go to sleep in that state don't visualize and then go to sleep. Go to sleep while you're picturing your little kid. That, going to sleep in that state is very, very important. So that's one way you can eliminate the belief itself. I'm an imposter. I'm not worthy. These are all suggestions. They're not actually true. They're all suggestions, right? So what you want to do is give yourself brand new suggestions. Now, I don't just mean affirmations. People don't know how to use affirmations properly. They say, I'm wealthy, I'm this, I'm that. But the entire time, their voice in the back of their head is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. What you're doing is you're just ignoring your feeling and you're trying to stack all this bullshit on top of a feeling that's there that you're not paying attention to and you're letting it get all crazy, right? So if you want to use auto-suggestion properly, affirmations properly, step one, feel your feeling, right? That's always going to be step one. Feel your feeling, let it go through. Once you feel your feeling and you let it go through, revisit a past memory where you were successful or where you felt confident, where you felt accomplished. When you revisit past memories where you were accomplished, it will trigger all the chemicals and all of the feelings that you had in that moment. Now, what you can do is you can carry that feeling over into your brand new suggestions because the only way you can change your neurons in your brain is through giving your brain intense emotion. Your brain changes through experience, not through, that, not through information. Experience changes your brain. Emotions are experiential. So if you trigger a positive emotion before you start giving yourself suggestions, the suggestions will actually change your brain because you're emotionally charged. So neuroplasticity actually gets to do its thing and actually change. So the easiest way to give you that confidence, revisit a past success, because that will reinstill any feelings, any feelings of worth that you feel like you don't have, and then just take that new feeling of success and start repeating brand new suggestions. And if you want to intensify it, see each word come up as you repeat the suggestion. I am worthy and deserving of everything I want. Close your eyes and imagine each word coming up as you say it. This is a very effective way for reprogramming your mind. And then, one of the last things you can do is ask yourself if I had these new beliefs, what would I be able to do? Well, close your eyes and imagine you living out the, the events that are going to come as an aspect, as a byproduct of this brand new belief. But when you visualize, make sure you like really get your senses involved because the only way you can normalize something in your nervous system is by stimulating your nervous system. So when you're visualizing, pay attention to the details, get all of your details involved, pay attention to all of your senses involved, make it as real as you possibly can make it and do that every single night before you go to sleep these things are, these things are simple. They're so simple and they're not commonly practiced, but I know that the people who are listening to this recording are the kind of individuals who will practice these things, but giving these things practical, like actual implications in your life, you will see it change beliefs very quickly. And you're going to see your environment start to shift because reality will always reorganize itself to mirror your beliefs. Those are, those are a couple of ways you can eliminate imposter syndrome but um an over uh, just a super simple practice that anybody can do if you're going to do anything that i just told you spend five to ten minutes a day revisiting past successes and then carry that feeling into your day just revisiting past successes enough will train your brain to reinstill a sense of worth when you are worthy again in other words you're always worthy but when you feel worthy again imposter syndrome becomes something that you only used to deal with
0: it's been a very fantastic discussion and you've given uh almost a you know our coaching session and i know uh a lot oh, of my
1: people, bad, man.
0: yeah i know a lot you know it's a lot of value i know a lot of people are um going to uh want to reach out to you how can they find out more about you uh so how can they do that
1: yeah totally totally so um let me first say this i'm gonna preface this with this Everybody listening here has all the resources they need to do all of this work. Like they can do it all. But go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. And that's going to get you directly into my world through an experience.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on the show and um, for dropping so much value. Uh, We hope to have you on the podcast as a future guest. Thank you so much for having me, man
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at cityvest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget, that's just the free content. We also have paid premium content subscription with better guest information, updates, and discussions that can't be accessed anywhere else. You can subscribe to our premium content by clicking on the link in the show notes below to subscribe. Just a quick note, members who sign up for the bottom floor price introductory the first year will be grandfathered into that price for life. I expect the monthly subscription amount to increase quickly next year and the year after, so don't delay. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisleumdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.